For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. All right, Paul and Laurel, do you guys remember October? Do you remember last month? If I, if I, if you were to jog your memory, do you remember last month? Vaguely. Uh, something about Halloween, I think, or something. I think. Right. Was that, was that Halloween? Was that last month? So I, I suddenly dawned on me earlier today that back in October, I, I decided to start a 21-day fast of alcohol uh, because I would have a drink of alcohol pretty much every night. Uh, and more than a drink. I mean, I'd have a glass of scotch or bourbon or whiskey uh, um, neat every night. You know, as I settled into bed and, and got ready to go to bed, I would have a, I'd have a glass every night. And I thought, you know, nobody, nobody had a discussion with me. My wife didn't say anything. I mean, nobody ever, you know, said, hey, there's a problem. Uh, I just thought, gosh, am I... Am I dependent upon this? I mean, do, do am I? Is this a problem? And I was started questioning myself as to whether or not it was a problem. And you know, my father drank alcohol. Uh, my father and mother uh, drank alcohol. You know, every single afternoon. My my dad was the proverbial guy that always was like, "Is it five o'clock? Is it five o'clock? Is it five o'clock? Can I have a drink Somewhere. yet? Can I have a drink yet?" <laughs> and and my dad would have a Bacardi rum every day at five. My mother would have a brandy. And and I never ever saw my parents drunk. I I never saw them overindulge in it. And I I was kind of following in their footsteps of just having a cocktail every every night. And so I started a twenty one day fast just to make sure that that I I wasn't having a problem with alcohol. And it just occurred to me earlier today. I'm like, oh, whatever happened to that twenty one day fast? I started that October twentieth. And I'm still fasting from alcohol. I've not had any Good alcohol uh, since October 20th. Uh, so, I've, I, so that's now 39 days. I, I had to look in the calendar and add it all up. So I'm 18 days over my 21-day fast. Even wow. at church last that's Sunday. That's great, Joe. That we, really is great. We had, uh, we had communion. Thank you. We had communion last Sunday at church. And uh, even at communion, I didn't have the wine. I had the grape juice. Because uh, they offer you either, and I I had the the grape juice, and um, I, I I I did. I will tell you the first few nights of my fast, I was like, man, I could really go for a drink. I could really, I would love to have a drink right now. And I realized it was really more of a habit than an addiction. It was just habit for me every night to pour myself a cocktail. I always keep my bourbon uh, in the freezer. Uh, because I, I I don't like it on ice. I want it neat. Uh, for those that don't drink alcohol, neat just means you know pretty much straight out of the bottle. You don't you don't put any mix-ins with it. No ice, no nothing. So I like it neat, but I also like it chilled. 
Well, if you order it chilled at a bar, they'll put it in a in a shaker and they'll put ice cubes in it and shake it uh, to chill it down. And then they'll pour it into a glass for you. But it's watered down at that point because of the ice cubes. So uh, because alcohol doesn't freeze, at least not at, at temperatures we have in our freezers, um, you can I highly recommend. For anybody who drinks alcohol neat, I highly recommend you store your alcohol in the freezer uh, because when you pour it out, it, it's, it's a little bit thicker, uh, just a little bit thicker as it pours. Uh, but, boy, it's nice and cold and it frosts up the outside of my glass right away. And see, now I'm suddenly craving a glass of bourbon <laughs> as, I, as I describe. Maybe I do have a problem it, with this. It's like, it's like being hungry and describing the perfect yeah, cheeseburger, you right. know? <laughs> yes. So, so the first few nights I was like, man, I could really go for a drink. And, and now I'm at the point where I, I don't even think about it. And I drive past, so I avoid the toll roads, right? I, I, I stick it to the man by avoiding the toll roads every day. And so I drive past literally probably 10 liquor stores on the way home every day and 10 liquor stores on the way to work every day. And the first couple of days of my fast, I, I was like, oh, there's a liquor store. Oh, there's a liquor store. And and now again, I don't even think about it. I mean, I just I broke the habit. I'm just not in the habit of doing that anymore. And and I am certain that I'm gonna drink again. I, I am certain of it. Uh but 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 I think my days of having a daily bourbon are are over. Could that be the difference between having an addiction and having a habit? I Is think there so. a difference? I think so, yeah. Well, I mean, because they say, I've got a bad habit, I smoke. Well, smoking can definitely be an addiction because when you don't get mm-hmm. that nicotine, then you have that withdrawal. As can but, alcohol. Yeah, I don't know the difference between habit, yeah, habit and, and uh, addiction. Yeah, because I don't think I was addicted to alcohol. I didn't go through withdrawals. I wasn't a, a hidden alcoholic where I had, you know, bottles of alcohol stored here at the office and, and you know, hidden in my car and, you know, hidden from public view. And, you know, I'm, I, I've been open about having a, you know, cocktail at night before I go to bed. Uh, so it really was just, it was just a habit for me, you know, just like anything else that becomes a habit. And it was just a matter of breaking the habit. And, and it was, it was the first couple of nights I was like, oh man, I could really, and I will tell you that I made sure I didn't have any bourbon in the house. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have any alcohol at all in the house, uh, because I'm, you know, I might've been tempted to say, oh, screw it. I'm just going to have, uh, have an alcohol. Uh, but I, you know, we've got some social events coming up this, uh, this coming weekend. We've got a retreat, uh, that I'm, that I'm involved in and I'm, I'm absolutely confident that alcohol is going to be served there. And I am a hundred percent confident that I'm going to drink some of said alcohol, uh, at this retreat we have this weekend. My, my wife and I just, uh, planned a cruise, uh, with, uh, uh, our twin sons, uh, Han and Chewy, uh, Black and Decker, if you will, and we're going to go on a cruise, and I'm I'm certain I'll have a, a cocktail on the cruise. Uh, you know, so I, I it's not that I gave- so your 21 day fast turned into what's going to be maybe a 40 something day fast, and it's, you might have an, a drink this weekend, and you've yeah. proven to yourself that you don't need it. Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't something that I was addicted to. It was just something that I had formed a habit of doing, and. Like with any other habit, you can break the habit, and that's that's pretty much what I did. It's like the habit of, I guess, of like biting your nails or something like that. You know, it's 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 not something that I I was chemically addicted to. It's just something that because I do sometimes pick at my nails, uh, but I actually have broken that habit quite well recently as well. So uh, there's there's it's never too late for self improvement. Uh, so I have stopped picking at my nails. I and and. Just like anybody who quits smoking, like if you quit smoking, 
you know, you'll quit 10, 12, 15 times before you get it right. I have quit picking at my nails and, and Laurel, you know this. I mean, I, I have picked my nails just out of stress and out of anxiety. I've picked my nails since I can remember having fingernails, you know, and yeah, Paul Cross is showing into the camera right now, fingernail clippers and a, and a fingernail file. You know, if I feel anything, just my, as my fingers kind of rub together subconsciously, if I feel a little burr, a little piece of skin, a little, you know, whatever, I mean, I would just pick at it and pick and pick and pick. And I wouldn't bite it per se. And I didn't bite my nails. I really just picked at my cuticles. Uh, now we're just getting too far into my problems. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I just wanted to update everybody on, on the, the alcohol issue that I'm, that I'm still, I've, I've overshot my 21 day alcohol fast by 18 days and i'll probably go to uh you know maybe 20 days or 21 days before i i break my 21 day uh, 21 day fast but for anybody else who and i and i really kind of picked up i think like a lot of people i kind of picked up drinking alcohol during the pandemic you know when you're home alone all day and and uh you know you get kind of bored you're like well at least i'll have a drink and i i really i think i started the habit during the pandemic and and that was why you know now that we've we're we're full on beyond the pandemic I was like man I better I better reevaluate my choices here so uh, I'll I'll have, I'll tell you the one key difference that I that I have noted amongst myself and because I mentioned this to one of our colleagues I mentioned this to Josh uh, McCarthy a while back and he's like do you, do you feel different do you feel the only real difference I have is and this may sound really really weird I can hear you filing your fingers Paul. Stop doing, <laughs> stop doing that. I also don't like that sound. Uh, oh, really? Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. I have what is it, Laurel? Misophonia. Miso- yeah, misophonia. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't, you hear? Yeah, you hear everything hear in the everything, background. Yes. So the the only difference that I have uh, discovered in not drinking alcohol, it's not that I feel better during the day. Um, it's that I am just having wild, wild dreams. And I'm remembering them all. You know, I think when you have a cocktail before you go to bed, uh, your state of sleep is altered so that you're either not dreaming or you're not remembering them. And now I just, I'm, and I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not nightmares. They're not, they're just wild dreams. My parents are in a lot of them. Uh, Snakes are in them. I'm usually on a ship. I mean, I'm not going to bore anybody with describing my dreams, but it's just that that is. You the, haven't changed anything but your alcohol correct, usage. And this correct. Correct. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so I'm just having these vivid, vivid dreams and I wake up remembering every moment of them. And uh, it's it's just crazy. And, and some nights I'm looking forward to going to sleep because of the dreams. And some nights like, oh, gosh, I don't want to go to bed because I'm going to have these dreams again tonight. So, but it's just a, just a weird change. So that's it. That's, uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. All right. Coming up in a few minutes here, uh, coming up next, we're, of course, we'll have all the stories that you missed while you're at work today. Uh, there were a number of those stories. And then I'll have a, a couple of Donald Trump stories. Uh, Donald Trump, you know, I've really come to realize and accept that Donald, that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley have constituents. They have supporters. Donald Trump has fans and, and Fans come from the word fanatical, and and there are you know people who are fanatical about their support for Donald Trump. So I am going to uh, irritate some of the fanatical and please some of the fanatical. I've got two different stories on Trump. 
uh, one of which I think is is ridiculous on behalf of Donald Trump and one of which I fully support Donald Trump. Uh, so I'll have both. Again, I call balls and strikes. Uh, I don't care as much about uh, political parties or uh, affiliations. I just call them as I see them, and I'll continue to do so. Stay with us. The stories that you missed while you're at the office today, that's coming up next. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. two hours we're breaking down today's big stories here's what you missed while you were at work all right we got the news uh, earlier today hunter biden has offered to testify publicly before congress in response to a subpoena from republicans that are investigating nearly every aspect of his business dealings as they pursue an impeachment inquiry into his father president joe biden uh, the Cook Brothers political network has endorsed Nikki Haley for president in a bid to push the GOP past Donald Trump. They uh, went right past Ron DeSantis, uh, thinking that Nikki Haley has a better chance of winning the presidential nomination. Uh, all 41 workers trapped in a collapsed tunnel in India have been rescued after a 17-day operation drilling through rock and debris. That is tremendous news. I remember we recently had a story about uh, miners that were trapped in some other foreign land, and we had mentioned it, and, and somebody left an open mic saying, why the hell would we care about blah, 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 blah. Uh, yes, if, if we don't know their names, we don't care about the human lives, I suppose. Presidents and first ladies gather in Atlanta to honor Rosalind Carter's life. She uh, designed today's program herself. Uh, we also got the news from Israel News. A Hamas representative said Tuesday that they would invite Elon Musk to visit Gaza to see the extent of the destruction caused on Gaza as a result of the Israeli bombardment. Uh, curious that they would invite Elon Musk. Israel confirms 12 more hostages, including two foreign nationals, have been handed over to the Red Cross and are on their way to Israeli territory. Former South Carolina attorney Alex Murdaugh, already serving two life terms for murder, receives 27 years in prison for financial crimes. Charles Munger, the longtime vice president of Berkshire Hathaway has and right-hand man of Warren Buffett, has died. He was only 99 years old. Uh, in her new book, Liz Cheney paints a scathing portrait of fellow Republicans as enablers and collaborators of Donald Trump. Yes, Liz Cheney's new book. Uh, I'm sure she will sell ones and ones of copies of her new book. It'll be an underwhelming success, uh, to be sure. You know, on the issue of the Red Cross being the intermediary between Hamas and Israel. Do you guys remember, and, and I mentioned this, oh heavens, a year or two ago, 
there, there, uh, there was a technology that we, the United States, developed when we were at war in Afghanistan because we were being clobbered by IEDs, improvised explosive devices. And so somebody came up with an idea to put a, a high altitude surveillance plane over, uh, you know, way up in, in the, in the air. I mean, higher than 30,000 feet, higher, you know, way up. And it would take a photograph, a high resolution photograph, something like every 30 seconds. I'm, I'm spitballing here on my recollection of this. And it would take a high resolution photograph, like every 30 seconds of just the ground below of the, of, of Afghanistan below. And when an, and they would just continuously take photographs every 30 seconds. But when an IED would go off, they would have a record. They could then basically rewind time because they have a photographic record and they could look at the picture when the bomb went off, back it up 30 seconds to before our trucks hit the IED, back it up 30 seconds, back it up an hour, back it up two hours, back it up three hours to find out who planted it, back it up another hour, back it up another hour, back it up another hour and follow that person back to where they created the IEDs. Are you following me here? And so they could back up time. They could literally roll back time in the in the, what became a video, even though there were still pictures, when you roll them all together, it becomes a video. They could back up the video and find out the source of the IEDs. And that was when we started to gain an upper hand in Afghanistan was when we started this high altitude surveillance. Well, they tried that in Baltimore. Baltimore is, of course, has is one of these, you know, uh, blue cities that has skyrocketing crime, out of control crime in Baltimore. And as an experiment, the the same company, the same outfit that did this, uh, that implemented this in Afghanistan, did it in Baltimore. And every time that there was a, a a gang shooting or whatever, they would be able to back up time and to be able to to determine where these gang bangers were coming from, where these bank robbers were coming from, you know, so that they could follow them back to wherever it was and be able to capture them. That same technology could be used in Israel and in Gaza. And as as suddenly these Red Cross vans pull up with hostages in it, if we had that, and I don't know that we don't, I mean, maybe we do have it, uh, but if we had high high altitude surveillance over Hamas and over uh, Gaza, uh, we could rewind the tape and find out where these hostages are being held. Uh, I I am the lowest of low on the totem pole uh, when it comes to U.S. military. Um, so I'm sure someone up at the Pentagon and elsewhere has already thought of this, and they're, they've either implemented it. Uh, or are unable to for some reason or whatever the case may be. But uh, that would be a surefire way to to hone in on where Hamas is keeping these hostages there in Gaza. I'm Joe Kelly. We'll continue as Donald Trump now swears, now says he never swore an oath to support the Constitution. Oh, my. Uh, We'll dig into that one coming up next. Stay with us. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. 
talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news. Crude oil prices continue to fall. Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on the Joe Kelly Show. Hey, we got a podcast. You know, you don't have to listen in real time. Yeah, we like it when you do listen in real time, but you don't have to listen in real time. If you want to listen, you know, later on tonight or listen tomorrow morning or listen next week, or if you want to just listen to all the shows, uh, you know, one after another, you're, you're able to do that. Just look for the Joe Kelly Show podcast. You'll find it in Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you'll find it in the WDBO app. Just tap the on-demand button or... There's actually a button that says the Joe Kelly Show uh, podcast. You can just tap that and uh, and be able to listen to your heart's content. Is it to your heart's content or is it till your heart's content? Can I get a ruling on that, Laurel? Is it to your heart's content or till? To. To, to, to. your uh, Paul Cross, to or till? That I do not know. Sorry. Uh, Greg Rhodes, to or till your heart's content? I've always said to. To, to your, your heart's, heart's content. content. All right. So you can listen to... Or till your heart's content uh, in the, the Joe Kelly Show podcast if you'd like to check that out. All right. Donald Trump. Donald Trump says that he never swore to support the Constitution. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I, this is part of Donald Trump's effort to stay on the ballot in Colorado. So his legal team has argued against an attempt to have him thrown off the presidential ballot in Colorado in 2024 by suggesting the wording of the U.S. Constitution's insurrection clause does not apply to him, in part because he never took an oath to support the Constitution. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute that I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States, the office of president of the United States and will to the best of my ability and will to the best of my ability preserve, protect and defend preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. Now, let's split hairs here, because that's what the Trump legal team is doing. They're splitting hairs. As President Trump swore to, quote, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, but not support the Constitution. Now, I don't know about where you're from, but where I'm from, when you say that you're going to preserve, protect, and defend, that implies that you're going to support. That's the same as saying that you're going to support the Constitution, which is why I call absolute balderdash uh, on the Trump team, the Trump legal team, for claiming that he never swore an oath to support the Constitution. I, I think that is a perverted uh, means of looking at the Constitution. And and I want to read for you the, the exact, this is the 14th Amendment, Section 3. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip a couple lines here that aren't relevant to it. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get the relevant portions in here. So it reads, no person shall be a senator or house, uh, excuse me, hmm, let me start from scratch. No person shall be a senator or, or representative in Congress, 
or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. So I would accept the argument from Trump's legal team that it wasn't an insurrection. I would absolutely accept that it wasn't an insurrection. I would accept the argument that Section 3 does not specifically refer to the presidential office. I mean, it specifically says no senator, no representative in Congress, no elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military. It does not specify the president of the United States. It doesn't specify the vice president of the United States. I would accept those as arguments. What I do not accept as an argument is that Donald John Trump never took an oath of office to support the Constitution of the United States of America. And I think it's insulting for him to say otherwise. I think it's balderdash and I think it's a, an absolute perverted and twisted uh, attempt to, to get out of this, this, this appeal in Colorado right now. I, I think he's got grounds. I think he should be on the ballot. Don't misunderstand me. I think he should be on the ballot. And I think he could argue successfully that it was not an insurrection. How many of those January 6th convicts, those who've been sent to jail, were convicted of insurrection? None. Has, has Donald Trump been convicted of insurrection? No. Does Section 3 of the 14th Amendment specifically say the president cannot be involved with an insurrection? Nope, it does not. I would accept that as an argument. But come on, folks. Even if you're the most, I don't know why I beat my brains out every night doing this. Even the most loyal Donald Trump supporter has got to look at that as laughable. Even the most loyal Donald Trump fanatic fan has got to look at that and say, oh, that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for Donald Trump because I'm embarrassed for Donald Trump to say that you didn't stand before God and country and take an oath to support the Constitution. I will say that clearly the oath of office needs to be rewritten. It would be easy, easier to rewrite the oath of office than it would be to, to amend the Constitution. But I think the oath of office and the Constitution need to use the same language. So instead of support the Constitution of the United States, it really does need to say uh, in the oath of office, use the same language, preserve, protect, and defend. So I, I think the oath of office needs to be changed to preserve, protect, defend, and support the Constitution of the United States. So people like Donald Trump in the future won't try to wiggle out of that by using that as a, as a scapegoat, as a, as a ridiculous, embarrassing scapegoat for getting out of 
uh, responsibility because I'm sorry, but you know, I I believe I I have a different view also on what it means to take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, I you know prior to being when I considered myself a Christian and I was just a cultural Christian and I didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and I didn't know what it meant to to you know walk with Jesus and to to live a life dedicated to Jesus. I like a lot of people thought that taking the Lord's name in vain just means when you cuss with the Lord's name. And I understand it better now to mean when you lie uh, using the Lord's name. And when Donald John Trump puts a hand on the Bible, raises a hand in the air and, and takes an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, so help me God. To me, that is taking the Lord's name in vain. Especially now, if he's claiming that he doesn't, he never took an oath to support the Constitution. How can the words preserve, protect, and defend mean anything other than to support the Constitution? 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. We'll get your uh, calls and comments coming up straight ahead. Now, that was my criticism of Donald Trump. I have a a compliment of Donald Trump. Again, I call him like I see him. Uh, Something that if we would have listened to Donald Trump when he was in office, uh, we would be saving billions, hundreds of billions trillions even of dollars if we just would have listened to donald trump when he was in office i'll have that for you coming up next stay with us here on the joe kelly show the joe kelly show on wdbo the joe kelly show on wdbo in-depth segments on topics that matter to orange seminole osceola and all of central florida the joe kelly show on wdbo I love your show every night. You're doing great, bud. All right, so we got this report today on how much it is costing you and me, the taxpayers of the United States of America, from sea to shining sea, we're paying out the wazoo for housing and care of illegal immigrants. We have new numbers, a new report from the U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security Majority. They say the price tag per year is $451 billion. That is both for the housing and care of the asylum seekers as well as those known Godaways. $451 billion per year for housing and care of illegal immigrants. That's per year. So two years of that is damn near a trillion dollars, right? We all know I'm bad at math, but $451 billion for two years is very close to a trillion dollars, right? Can someone confirm the math on that? It's real close. $902 billion. Yes. So it's really close to a trillion dollars. So I went back and I asked the Google, how much money did Donald Trump request from the Congress to build the wall. Donald Trump requested $18 billion to build the wall. And the Congress balked. The Congress rejected the idea. They said no. So then ultimately, Donald Trump went to 
the Pentagon and took $14 billion from the Pentagon, was only able to spend $9 billion of the $14 billion on the wall. So all told, $9 billion was spent building as much wall as we have right now. If we just would have listened to Donald Trump during his administration, $18 billion to build a wall was chump change compared to $451 billion per year for housing and care of illegal migrants. And once again, it it comes down to... Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I mean, every day, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I, I just, I can't believe... The ridiculous decisions that are being made uh, in the halls of Congress, in our White House, uh, in in inside the the loop in D.C., uh, our government leaders fail us time and time and time again, as we are paying so much money, such a ridiculous amount of money for the illegal immigrants that are making. And and there's more coming, folks. That that price tag is only going to go up. To suggest it's $451 billion per year for housing and care of illegal migrants, that's $451 billion this year. Next year, you know it's going to be more, so we probably will be at a trillion dollars after two years. Uh, The year after that, it's going to be even more. If we don't do something to close down, to stop the tide, the flood of humanity coming across our border right now, It is only going to cost us more to the point at which it's going to bankrupt the United States of America. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. Got a crash, I-4 eastbound right before Michigan Street as you make your way into downtown. They got a center lane block there and traffic is backed up now starting before John Young Parkway. Another crash on Colonial eastbound before the 417 with the right lane closed. A broken down vehicle, 417 southbound before Landstar Boulevard. Looking at it here, the right lane still blocked by the Road Ranger and so everybody's got to move over to that one left-hand lane and that's all that's open so traffic is really backed up to boggy creek road and the crash on john young parkway southbound near hunters creek boulevard has traffic jammed up from the 417 protech air conditioning and plumbing service for honesty integrity and 100 percent customer satisfaction call protech 407-291-1644 or visit protechac.com from the wdbo triple team traffic center i'm paul cross this is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO. How about a blast from the past? Remember Monica Lewinsky, the one time presidential concubine? The now 50-year-old concubine has a piece in Vanity Fair uh, today, an op-ed piece where she calls for a constitutional ban on presidential self-pardons. Oh, pardon me. Oh, pardon me. 
She calls for a series of constitutional amendments. Let me see if I can rattle them all off here for you. She she um, she offered her vision for a more robust democracy via six new constitutional amendments. Number one, no presidential self-pardons. Oh, pardon me. Mandatory background checks for presidents. No suspensions of the U.S. Constitution. A retirement age for elected officials. The elimination of the Electoral College. And, of course, codification of a woman's right to an abortion. Those six things... The now 50-year-old concubine says we'll make for a more robust democracy. Well, let's take them one by one. No presidential self-pardons. Now, I would be willing to, to gander that none of us, nobody in America had ever considered the prospect of a president pardoning himself until Donald Trump. So let me try as best I can to take Donald Trump out of the equation. Imagine if you will, close your eyes unless you're driving. Close your eyes and imagine a world in which Donald Trump never existed. We've never had a president, Donald Trump. And yet some president had the harebrained idea of pardoning himself or herself for crimes either real or imagined, either real or politically motivated. Would you stand for that? Would you, would you support that? Would you support? Do you think that a president should have a right to pardon himself or herself itself? Well, I don't know what pronouns to use. Do you think that a president should be able to pardon himself? I don't. I don't. Because I, I, can, I can take Donald Trump and put it aside. I can, I can compartmentalize because my whole life is not embedded in the success, failure, or otherwise of Donald John Trump. I have no loyalty to, no loyalty from Donald Trump. And you know, until you played that earlier, I forgot that his middle name was John. Jay just sounds just so much better. I, I call him DJT. <laughs> In my notes, DJT. I mean, would you really support a presidential self-pardon if it wasn't Donald Trump? And I, I would argue that most Americans would say, no, that's not appropriate. Having a president pardon himself or herself, that's not appropriate. On the notion of mandatory background checks for presidents... That's ridiculous. That, that is what the election process is about. I don't know if you know this, but 
presidents don't even have to undergo a a, a, a background check for security purposes. Presidents are automatically granted top secret security clearance. They're the only people that don't have to go through a background check for top secret security clearances, top secret and above. That is what the election process is supposed to be. And if we had a robust and fair and just media apparatus in the United States, that would be taken care of with every presidential candidate. Every presidential candidate would be vetted properly by the network media. Regrettably, we don't. We have a sycophant media on the left. And then we have the rest of the media. But the old guard, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, who have I left out? They, they are no longer the old guard. They're no longer the fourth estate. They are <laughs> hook, line, and sphincter in, on, on board for the Democratic Party. <laughs> so mandatory background checks for Proud president. yourself for that one, aren't you? I was just seeing if anybody noticed. <laughs> no one's listening. <laughs> it was actually a line used in Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> oh, sometimes I just do things to crack me up. Um, no suspensions. Uh, Monica Lewinsky, again, the now 50-year-old former presidential concubine, made famous made famous for uh, dirtying her dress during target practice. She's calling for no suspensions of the United States Constitution. And someone's going to have to help me on this one. Have we ever suspended the United States Constitution? I mean, have we suspended any part of the constitution and I just missed look I was I went to public school maybe I missed it I I went to a very unimpressive college a college probably none of you have ever heard of y'all ever heard of Lamar University that's where I went to school I'm just not aware of any suspensions we've had of the US constitution so I don't know why we would need a constitutional amendment to prevent suspensions of the U.S. Constitution. A retirement age for elected officials. Ooh, I do like that one. I do I do despise uh, the old folks' home that the United States Congress has become, but I think that a better way of going about that would be uh, term limits rather than top age limits. I think... Uh, retirement age is is discriminatory because let's be honest, some people can be 77 years old and they are sharper than any 30-year-old you'll ever meet. And some people, and I, and I, I just hate to point this out, but I mean, some people can be the age of Bruce Willis 
I don't know how old Bruce Willis is these days. Hey, Google, how old is Bruce Willis? 68 years old. Thank you. So some people can be 68 years old and you're demented. So I don't think it should be based upon on age, uh, but I do, I do wholeheartedly support term limits. Lewinsky supports the elimination of the Electoral College. Of course she does. Because that will assure the Democrats never lose an election ever again. Because Democrats have all of the population centers locked up. Anybody who lives in a big city anywhere in America is a Democrat. I'm painting with a really broad brush, but you understand what I'm saying. And codification of a woman's right to an, to an abortion. Ah. That's not going to happen. Because you have to understand that for these things to pass as constitutional amendments, they have to pass through majorities of both houses of Congress and the majority of the states. It's just not going to happen. These are pipe dreams. The pipe dreams of a 50-year-old former presidential concubine. What do you guys think? 844-580-WDBO. You can hit me up in the open mic. In the WDBO app, let me know if you're on board for anything that, uh, that Monica Lewinsky, who, who now uh, is, uh, is, bills herself as an author and an entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. I had a cup of coffee today. Did I tell you that? I did. All right. So did you guys see this thing at Niagara Falls? You know, while we were on our, our Thanksgiving break, there was an incident on the Rainbow Bridge at Niagara Falls. And the, I don't know if you all know this, but the car, the car that was involved, and we know now this was not a terrorist attack. But I don't know if you know this, the car that was involved was a Bentley that's like a quarter million dollar car. It was a Bentley Flying Spur, ironically, as the car flew through the air. A 542 horsepower engine goes from zero to 60 in 3.9 seconds. Well, that car going through a toll booth with the damage that it did, speeding at the rate that it was, so that a New York couple could get from New York to Ontario to attend a KISS concert. It was a car crash is all it was. But because of that car crash, that might be the spark that gives the government the go-ahead that they think they need, they think they can get to put speed reduction technology in every new car in America. We already know that by 2025, every brand new car in America will come with an automatic kill switch in it. That is federal government mandated kill switch in every new car manufactured after 2025. That's a year and a half from now. That means the federal government can shut down your car anywhere, anytime for any reason. And now they want to put governors on your speed limits. And this 
incident at Niagara Falls just might be the spark that sets off this this bomb, if you will. I'll have details on that for you coming up next. Stay with us. My name is Joe Kelly. Check out the Joe Kelly Show Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and type in Joe Kelly Show and you'll be able to find the page. Give it a like. Give it a follow. We'd appreciate that. We post all kinds of content there throughout the day. And check out the Joe Kelly Show podcast. You'll find it in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and in the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Connected to our community. Talk local issues and events with Joe Kelly. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let Joe know what interests you. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The kill switch situation is going to go away when Donald Trump is re-elected as president. And yes, that was an actual terrorist attack. And obviously you can see they're trying to use that to uh, further... See, I got to stop you right there. I, I can't let you finish that, your comments. It was not a terror attack. What happened at Niagara Falls was not a terror attack. And if you continue to believe that, you are either incredibly paranoid, uh, you're a conspiracy theorist, or you're ignorant. Maybe you're misinformed. Maybe you, you don't know the latest information. That case is closed. It was not a terror attack. It was a, a couple, a man and a woman on their way to a KISS concert, and they were running late, and they were driving fast. That's all it was. You know, somebody once told me, put the mask on first, then you can help everybody else. You know, the one that comes down on the planes. And here in the United States, that's fine. We want to help everybody. Okay, whatever. But you got to take care of us americans first you got to take care of all these medical bills that people spend their entire lives paying back then you got to take care of these people on the streets not just veterans like you know biden says come on man uh, yeah that's a that's a really good way of putting it uh that we got to put on our own masks first uh, that after that comment after we learned this today. We have new numbers, a new report from the U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security Majority. They say the price tag per year is $451 billion. That is both for the housing and care of the asylum seekers as well as those known Godaways. $451 billion a year for the housing and care of the illegal migrants. Uh, and what the open mic guy was saying, and I love the analogy, is, you know, if you're on an airliner and as they, the flight attendants always say, put your own mask on first because you can't help. You cannot help the person seated next to you. You can't help your child, your infant child, your your uh, disabled you know flight companion. You cannot help them if you are unconscious yourself. We have got to help ourselves. We have got to shore up our economy. We've got to shore up our uh, transportation infrastructure. We've got to shore up our uh, distribution means. We've got to shore up our border uh, before we're able to help anybody else. Hello, this is Joseph from, from Castleberry. Joseph! Responding to whether a president should be able to pardon themselves well, now that I've seen the the deep state or the establishment or whatever you want to call the powers that be in Washington go after a political rival, Donald J. Trump, 
Yeah, maybe he should be able to pardon himself. All right, imagine, if you will, imagine, if you will, that time could be sped up uh, a little bit in the prosecutorial process and that the House Oversight Committee was able to uh, get Hunter Biden in to testify and they were able to find uh, the the absolute rock-solid hardcore evidence that they need to to prove beyond any shadow of a doubt that Joe Biden uh, took dirty money from China, dirty money from Ukraine, dirty money from from some other foreign nation that that we know that Joe Biden profited. And look, all signs point to that. Uh, The House Oversight Committee has done a a great job of uncovering a lot of smoke. Uh, But so far, by their own admission, they don't have the fire. Let's just imagine that suddenly today they have the fire to prove that Joe Biden is on the take from China. And we get him in court and get a conviction. Would you allow, would you tolerate Joe Biden pardoning himself before he were to leave office? I mean, what's good for the goose has to be good for the gander. Gotta hate cliches. But it's true. I mean, we, we cannot isolate this to Donald Trump. We shouldn't say, should Donald Trump be able to pardon himself? We should be asking, should any president be able to pardon himself? And to me, the answer is no. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than me sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. You know, (sighs) let me play this open mic here for you. So we were talking in the last hour about Donald Trump now saying that he never swore an oath to support the Constitution. This is part of a lawsuit in Colorado. They're trying to keep him off the ballot in Colorado, saying that he engaged in an insurrection or rebellion. And there is a clause in our Constitution. It's the uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment uh, that says, blah, 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 no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress, yada, yada, yada. Uh, having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution uh, while engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the same. So uh, Donald Trump's legal team says he never swore an oath to support the Constitution. Just when did Donald Trump say he did not support the Constitution? I've never heard him say he does not support the Constitution. Can you play me the clip of Donald Trump saying he himself does not support the Constitution? Donald Trump is all about the Constitution. Yeah, so I look, that, that is such a specious argument. It is irrelevant uh, whether or not you heard the words of Donald Trump saying uh, that he uh, doesn't uh, didn't swear an oath to support the Constitution. And so that's why I didn't play it. I mean, it was a, it was an irrelevant uh, request, but yo, I still haven't heard you play me the clip of DJT saying he doesn't respect the Constitution. Yeah. Come on. Oh, wait just a second. Come on, man. Right. As Joe Biden would say, come on, man. Uh, there isn't tape of Joe, Bi- of, excuse me, of Donald Trump saying that he didn't take an oath to support the Constitution. There isn't tape of that. That's why I didn't play it. If there was tape of it, I would have played it. It, it, and it's not it's Donald Trump's lawyers who are making the argument. 
Donald Trump's lawyers speak on behalf of Donald Trump. Donald Trump's lawyers argue on behalf of Donald Trump. That's what you're going to have to settle for. But if you want to make a, a specious argument that unless you hear it from Donald Trump's own mouth, in his own words, then it didn't happen, then that, that's the world you live in. And there's, there's just nowhere to go, frankly, in a discussion from there. Hey, Joe, that wackadoodle at Disneyland out in uh, California, when he strode through the park completely naked. Oh, boy. All the guests looked at him and pointed at him and said, yeah, it, it's a small world. <laughs> and Laurel, I curse you for playing that song on the radio. Because you, know, you know we're all going to have that song stuck in our head for like in perpetuity, right? That's, you know. That's that's what I'm here for. Da, 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 How many languages can you sing that da, song? Da, 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 <laughs> How about all the languages you can say goodbye in? I, at the end of the ride. I don't know. You know, honestly, I think I've been on It's a Small World once in my life. Boo! I, I think one time in my life. And I'm reasonably sure it was weather related. It was either raining and I wanted to get in out of the rain or it was... Uh, brutally hot and muggy and I wanted to get into some cooler air. That's a shame. And so I resorted to It's a Small World. You know what ride I've never been on or, or uh, exhibit or whatever it is? I've never been on the uh, Peter Pan thing. I was like right across the way from that. Really? Yeah. What is what is that thing? It's yeah, the Peter Pan ride. Is it a ride? It's a ride. Like a, like a roller coaster yeah, or is it like no, it's a small world? This is like a small world, okay. but you like fly over the scenes. It's really cute. Have you, Joe, have you ever been on the E.T. ride at, uh, was it, Universal? Universal. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No? Joe. Okay. It's, what? <laughs> I've done the they're, they're kind of the same thing. It's a vantage point from above. So you're looking at the towns and you're looking at the cities and stuff like you're flying. What about the Men in Black uh, but, one at Universal? I've done that one. That one's fun. Uh, and you know what? You know what really surprised me? What ride really surprised me that I thoroughly enjoyed was the uh, the Simpsons. The Simpsons you ride. You liked the Simpsons ride? Yeah, it was really, I, I was surprised by it. I was, I was not, I had very, very, very low expectations. Mm. And, uh, and maybe it was because I had such low expectations. Uh, but I found it to be thoroughly enjoyable. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to theme parks with you. Yeah, good. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Uh, every night I drive home and, you know, like so many people that live here, and, and I think of all my friends that don't live in central Florida, uh, but, you know, every night we, as we drive home, and you probably see it too, Laurel, when you drive home, and Greg, you see it when you drive home, but I, I guess I don't know where Greg lives. I know which direction Laurel drives. Uh, but I, see I don't the, know where I live either. Yeah, I see the fireworks every night as I'm driving home, and, you know, I can hear them from, from our home where we live in West Orange County, uh, and it, just every night we'll hear the boom, 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 and I, I will sometimes grab my phone just to see, gosh, are those storms or those, are the, is that the fireworks? And invariably, it's always the fireworks. Yep, me too. Every night, I'm like, is that thunder? Oh, nope. It's 8 yeah. o'clock. It's 9 o'clock. And I know that's a common experience that a lot of us have here in Central Florida if you live close enough to the theme parks. Uh, and, and it's not just one fireworks show. Uh, it is, don't they have like four now at, at the Disney parks? And then, because they have one at each of the parks, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. They, they didn't for a long time. They they really only had it at like like Magic Kingdom, uh, and of course at Epcot, and but now they have them at Animal Kingdom and at Hollywood Studios, and then and then of course the Universal has their 
fireworks show. Does does uh, SeaWorld have one? I don't know. Are you sure Animal Kingdom has one? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not sure they do, but... Okay. I was going to say, that that would freak out animals more than think. anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, maybe for that same reason they don't do them at SeaWorld. I don't know if they do or not, if they did they do those fireworks show at SeaWorld. I know that they have, like, a, the Hollywood attraction. You can, in fact... In fact, I'm so glad you asked, Laurel and Paul and Greg. If you open up the WDBO app right now, uh, inside the app, you can sign up to win uh, things at SeaWorld. What things are they, Joe? I'm glad you asked. You can win a lot of stuff in the app right now. There's concert tickets. There's theme park stuff. So you can win tickets. Yeah, I went went through the app earlier. There are a ton of things that uh, we're giving away. I think that's really cool. Yeah, the SeaWorld Christmas Celebration. You can can win tickets to that in the WDBO app. uh, And you'll be able to win tickets for select dates through January 2nd. Uh, I have on uh, several years. I've been on New Year's Eve at SeaWorld, and it's a lot of fun uh, to be at SeaWorld on New Year's Eve. So that's a it's an enjoyable event, as long as everybody stays fully clothed while they're at their theme park <laughs> experience. We don't need more people stripping down and and taking their clothes off. Uh, coming up, let's see. Hang on, I got a, I got a lot of other stuff. What is this? Is this Peter Pan? A little themed bumper music tonight. Um, coming up, a, a Tampa Bay Republican state lawmaker wants to ban descendants of slaves from receiving reparations in the state of Florida. We'll unpack that for you. Coming up next, stay right where you are here on the Joe Kelly Show. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. All right, a state lawmaker, Republican, uh, and this is the time of the year, by the way, when state lawmakers propose bills for the uh, for the upcoming legislative session. And a uh, state lawmaker, Blazing Golia, a Republican from Spring Hill near Tampa Bay, filed a proposal today for consideration during the 2024 legislative session. Starts in January. And it is a bill uh, that would um, prohibit the state, a county, a municipality, and any other political subdivision from paying compensation in the form of reparations to an individual who is a descendant of an enslaved individual who lived in the United States before December 6th, 1865. So it bans descendants of slaves from receiving reparations. Now, slavery was, was America's original sin. Slavery was the, the, the chink in the armor. It was the, fly in the ointment it was the hitch in our get along i don't know what other what other way i can phrase it i'm reaching at this point uh but slavery was was our that that was a national problem and it was solved with a national civil war and to the extent that um it is grossly inappropriate for local jurisdictions and i could fully see 
the Democrat leaders of Orange County and Orlando saying, hey, we want to pay reparations. I could absolutely see our local leaders doing that. Well, let's just draw that out and imagine that Orange County decides that they're going to pay reparations for descendants of slaves. Are we talking about people who live in Orange County currently, people who are in Orange County at the time of slavery? It's just impossible. You cannot solve a national problem on a countywide, citywide, municipal-wide basis. Uh, to that end, I wholeheartedly agree with this uh, this bill and this proposed law. It's actually, it would be a constitutional amendment. So if it's passed by the state legislature, both in the state house and state senate, it would come to us, the, the voters of Florida, to vote yay or nay on whether or not to make this a constitutional amendment. If there is to be a debate about reparations, it really needs to take place on a national level. What California is doing uh, is political suicide. It is fiscal suicide in California to pay reparations. Uh, because the problem was much bigger than California. And let's be honest, California didn't play a big part in the slave trade and they didn't play a big part in the Civil War. All right. It was the eastern portion of the United States, much more than the western portion of the United States. I'm Joe Kelly. Check out the Joe Kelly Show podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and in the WDBO app.